Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Another shot. It is Thursday. It is November 17th. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It got, you know, kind of nice out today. Here in the big D-A-L-L-A-S Dallas, the weather's beautiful, man. The global warming is working its magic in the middle of November. I mean, I don't know how many people remember watching the World Series in towns up north where it's so damn cold that you can see the breath coming off the pitcher's mouth as he's blowing into the his hands, you know. We didn't get that this year. We <laughs> and that's quite interesting. Unless I missed it, and it quite possibly could. Um, I, I hear a lot of people talking about how great the weather was for October football or bas- uh, for baseball, the Chicago Cubs. But here in the Big D, we bring our show to you here on the afternoon, I, and. I decided to do this show. I, I mean, I woke up so early. I, I've had a pot of coffee. I've had lunch. And, man, now it's just time to talk some sports since I went in. And I'm close to that overtime, so they just sent me on home. So I was like, why not? Let's talk some sports. And let's do that. Let's talk some sports here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And one of the things I want to talk about is one of the articles that I've read. I found it interesting. Let's talk about it here really quick. And this is a Harvard study, okay? So these are not a bunch of morons like me on the end of the phone coming out giving their opinion about something. No, this is Harvard, guys. Harvard is saying that the NFL should stop using paid doctors by the team to determine whether a player is able to come back from injury. Now, this is a report from the NFL Players Association-funded football players' health study. 
It also recommends short-term injured reserve for players recovering from a concussion, much like the system that baseball has adopted about five years ago. So now this report includes 76 recommendations addressed to 20 stockholders in the game. So now this is according to this article I'm reading. It says everyone from the players the teams, to the equipment manufacturers and government regulators, the biggest message, player safety will never be a top priority as long as those that are involved have competing calls in their loyalty. Meaning, how can you trust the doctor to say, yeah, he's okay to go back in? In other words, conflict of interest for the doctors. Now, I hate to be the pessimist on this. I mean, everybody tells me, Sonny, man, you, do you, can you find a positive thing to say? And sometimes I can't. But I want to say on the positive side, so mark this date down. It's 105 on the 17th of November. I'm going to say something positive. I want to believe those doctors are really actually doing what's best for those players. I want to believe that. I honestly and truly want to believe it. And especially now, you've seen players off the football field, they get them off the field, whether it's one play, two plays, or the rest of the game or whatever. We see key players not getting back into the game because the doctor says, "Uh uh-uh. So that is on a positive. So like I said, mark this day down. I don't want to hear, oh, Sonny Algear is negative. I, I want to believe it. I think I do. However, I get the point of what these Harvard big shots are talking about. I get the point. So the question would be, is that really something that needs to be addressed? Folks, it's Harvard. Now, I'm obviously not the smartest guy on the face of this earth by any stretch But I kind of respect what Harvard has to say. I want to know why they think that that conflict of interest is in there. Do they have any, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Do they have any other information that we are just looking at this and reading it? Do they have inside information that this does go on in an NFL football game? Do they not? Or... Are they just saying they don't trust the people that are in charge of actually taking care of someone? In other words, doesn't seem like the Harvard professors and all these other guys within Harvard believe the other doctors and the Hippocratical Oath. This is an amazing question. This is an amazing story, actually. Are they really doing what's best for the players by letting them go back on the football field? Are there some guys that they'll look and say, okay, yeah, go ahead, go back in because of who they are? So it's a huge conflict of interest as the doctors are paid by the teams. 
So the report recommends the league and the union jointly hire physicians who decide how to treat an injured player and when he can return to the game. Now, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy said that the league would study the report and discuss the recommendations with this club's medical staff and the union. <laughs> sure. I, I, and, and this is the pessimist in me, okay? When, when I leave the decisions to a billion-dollar industry not to look out for their own best interest, this brings so many things that are not of the interest of the team, of the NFL, or anything else like that. Would it be good for the players? Yes. And this goes back to, do these teams really give a rat's fat behind about any of these players, regardless who they are? And it, it could be Peyton Manning. It could be, you know, you know, Dak Prescott. I mean, for all you Dallas fans, it could be any player. Do they really care? Do really uh, Does ownership really care? Or do they care about the result of the player being out on the football field? A, marketing. How many jerseys does Dak Prescott going to sell there in Dallas or Ezekiel Elliott to where Jerry can get on the phone with those doctors and say, get that guy back in the damn game. Now, I don't want, I don't want anybody to think that I have any inside information, but if that kind of thing happens within the NFL, it doesn't shock me. Does it shock you? 347-215-7497. You can get in online, but I'm going to tell you right now, anything that the NFL team does to protect, first of all, their, their brand. Their brand is their number one that they're going to protect at all costs. And, and we do blame them because, obviously, that's a making situation. I saw on the outside looking at it. We can go, man, they, they should not do that. But at the same time, if this was your business, you're going to be looking out for number one. You're going to be looking out for business at hand to protect your brand. I don't know if this thing will ever go through. I don't know if the NFL would give up enough to say, hey, you know, you're probably right. Maybe this is a conflict of interest. <laughs> And the funny thing is, and the NFL is so great, especially Brian McCarthy. He is the spokesman for the NFL outside, obviously, Roger Goodell. But this is the guy who comes out, he said, and he gives the political correct answer. In other words, let's just wait and hear what Roger Goodell is going to say about it. Uh, we're not going to say anything at this time. Thanks, though, guys. Appreciate it. Harvard, guys. When I, when I hear Harvard, I hear different. I more, more so than the community college down the way, obviously. Or you know, but Harvard. What this? It, it, and then another way of what this this report is putting out there is even the Harvard doctors don't trust the doctors to do what's best. Who are hired? The ones who are out here looking at the study. Third party, don't even trust the doctors in there because of why? There's a lot of money involved with the doctors as well, obviously. Maybe not as much as some of the players. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's a very good question. How much are these doctors making? I mean, you don't want to cut off your foot to, you know, to 
despite your walk, right? I mean, so you want to have that foot on there. Doctors, doctors need and want to get paid too. How greedy are they? One of those nice homes that they're living in. Uh, is this their only job, or do they got something else on the side? All these kind of things come into my mind when the study's brought up. This is a study. This is a situation I never really thought of. I mean, maybe it's because I just look at and think to myself, and this gets back to the positive side of me. When I see a doctor out there, he's really looking out for their best interests. I want to believe that. But the fact that Harvard doesn't think that it's going on, obviously, we want to change your opinion about that. Harvard's basically saying these doctors are full of crap. Okay, they'll just say whatever Jerry wants them to say because that's what that check still gets deposited into a bank account. So if Jerry wants them in, guess what? That's what the doctor's gonna say. That's what Harvard's saying, guys. That is not a good thing for the NFL to have sitting there knocking on the door. Say, never mind all the other nonsense that the NFL's got going on. They don't need a study like this. In their face saying, listen, they are basically saying your doctors are just doing what's best for the team, not for the player. There were 76 recommendations. 76. Now, I can't even think of more than even 10 or 15 things that a doctor would have to do. 76 recommendations. Good God, what are they? I want to know what they're recommending. And that'd be a really great story to find out what they're recommending. And and most importantly, why. So this is a very, very interesting thing. A very interesting thing as far as where players are, where the doctors are, where teams are. This is yet another situation the NFL needs to nip in the bud because this is not a, a good – a story or a, a study like this cannot do anything but being negative if it's not completely positive. If it's not completely positive, that's something that has got to be addressed by the NFL. We've talked about it on this show. They want anything and everything not to talk about something, so they'll generate news elsewhere to get the focus off of a main situation that they've got to answer to. I believe that, too. And I think this could be one of those main things. I think that's what could be here. Am I wrong? Am I right? I don't know. But here's what I do know. That conflicts of interest for the NFL football teams and doctors, I can see it. I don't necessarily believe it. How about that? I, you know, I, uh, Sonny Clark is coming up with a positive to talk about when it comes to the show. No, no. NFL is always on blast. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't go for this now. You know, I, I'm blasting the NFL when they need it. But I get what the I get what the Harvard doctors are saying. They're saying it. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knuckleheaded terrible. It's a terrible idea to have people who have a conflict of interest judging what's best for players' safety especially while a game is going on. 
interesting story. And so there's another we cousins, we talk about some of the things that are going on in the NFL, but they got an answer to this one they don't think they need or want answered. And that's outside of what what's going on tonight. It's an NFL football game going on, by the way, guys. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I find this one I find this one amazing. It's a big story. New Orleans Saints take on the Carolina Panthers. Both of these teams, folks. Boy, they did not play good last week, both of them. Wow. And now they got to meet up in a division game. A division game. That's not good at all for the loser of this game. And especially if that loser is the Carolina Panthers, who cannot seem to get out of their own way. Some more stories, and especially here in the big D-A-L-L-A-S, Tony Romo. I know a lot of people like what happened here. Here's what I'm going to say. Now, Facebook. And I got and I'm not going to mention the name. Got a friend of mine on Facebook made a very valid point about what is going on regarding Tony Romo. No, we've talked about it on the show. Tony Romo can't be the starting quarterback for your Dallas Cowboys right now. Sorry. And that's even if Tony wants it and he's completely healthy, which supposedly is. You got a young man that is leading you into an eight and uh, eight game winning streak, eight and one out on the season. Tony Romo doesn't have a chance to get his job back. Now, this has not, this is not like Colin Kaepernick taking over Alex Smith's spot. Okay, if you remember back in San Francisco, nothing like that. There wasn't a winning streak on the line that's going on right now. But one of my friends up on Facebook and he apologized because he offended Cowboy fans. Listen, I don't give a rat's big fat butt whether or not I offend a Cowboy fan. This was a very valid point, and I want to bring it, and I want to talk about it. Tony Romo reading a prepared statement about Dak Prescott? Really? 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 Come on. Romo coaster yourself. Come on, Tony. Do you really need like cliff notes? Do you really need to read the statement off a piece of paper? Tony Romo. Now, I like what he said. Don't get me wrong. The the thing was written well. I, I, I like what he said. Did he need to read this? I mean, really. Tony needed to come out and say, and he needed to say like he's talking to you and I, like I'm talking to you. Tony needed to come out and say, listen, guys, hey, man, I have no business being the starting quarterback of this football team right now. Look what Dak Prescott has done. I can't even deny that. I don't even know if I could do that. I don't know. But does Tony Romo really need to read a prepared statement about how good Dak Prescott is? First of all, Tony knows he's not going to get the job because why? Jerry said so. Now, 
Jerry also said that Tony was going to get his job back. But even Jerry Jones doesn't have to be in a bar to get that Dak Prescott is the man here in Dallas. Along with the fact that they got that first-round draft pick, hey, I'll admit it, I didn't think it was the right pick. Guess what? Leading rusher in the NFL. And not only that, guys, they're paying him nothing. Nothing. They're paying Ezekiel a rookie contract. It's just, this is so great for Jerry Jones. Keep selling those jerseys, Zeke. Keep running the buck. Here's your minimum paycheck. It's what he did to DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray pretty much puts his franchise on the map two years ago because they had a running game and a passing game that was equal out and balanced. But they weren't going to give him the money because they could go get another rookie to do the same damn thing. That's their thinking. Now, there's one thing I will put out there that I was wrong about. Okay? And I hate to admit it. Because the simple fact of the matter is because a a friend of mine pointed this out to me. He said this to me. I mean, and and I'm going to click a file here that might explain about how wrong I was in reality far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. I suck. There's absolutely no question. I suck. The result is is that Sonny sucks. I know. Yes, and I even said this, and and I could be wrong, and I'm going to put it out there. Dallas Cowboys, as much as I love Dak Prescott, as long as I, thank you very much, appreciate that. Yeah, nice file. Um, as much as Dak Prescott's having a good year and Zeke is having a good year, it all starts up front. There's no question about that. This offensive line is protecting Dak Prescott better than they've ever, ever protected Tony Romo. And this is the thing I want people to understand about Tony Romo. Listen. Tony Romo is a better quarterback than Dak. Sorry, he is. He is. I promise. But there's an old saying in sports and in my day and however you want to say it is you don't screw with the winning streak. And as great as Tony Romo is and as better than Dak Prescott as he is, you can't do it. You can't screw with a winning streak. And that's what would end up happening if you decided that Tony Romo was going to be your man right now. It's a big mistake. And that mistake costs you games if that decision is made. Hey, Dak Prescott's going to lose some games before the end of the season. Sorry he is. Could be this week against Baltimore. Could be against Minnesota. Could be against Detroit that's coming up. Could be Washington that's coming up. Could be the Giants. It don't matter. They're going to lose a game, maybe even two. But can you imagine, for just, just, for, just for a second, okay, just imagine this team going 12-4 and four 
That would be unheard of, unprecedented. But Tony Romo can't be a part of that. Because as soon as he steps out on the football field, especially in his home stadium, maybe even across the country, he would have so much backlash, and especially if Dak Prescott is not injured. It would be too much backlash. The Dallas Cowboys have to rag Dak Prescott. And I said it, and I meant it. Dallas Cowboys are not going to win the Super Bowl. And it's not because I'm a hater. I'm not. And it's not because I don't recognize what Dak Prescott has done winning winning eight games in a row. Really should be 9-0 out on the season. But I am not going to put my bet up on a Dak Prescott rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl. And, And let me tell you something. If I'm wrong then... I will eat so much crow that I won't be able to talk anymore. Like eating too much on Thanksgiving. You eat so much, man, even hurts to breathe. That kind of eating crow that I would do. And I admit I'm wrong, but I'm going to tell you, folks, but if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't have really a choice. You can't make that decision going into the playoffs and going, you know, for one game, who do I want, Dak or do I want Tony Romo? They can't do that anymore. That time was four weeks ago. That time was before they beat the Green Bay Packers. That time was before they beat the Steelers. So Tony Romo needs to be great, okay? he, He needs to, you know, I, want, I just want to get back to the statement. Why does Tony Romo need to re- – this guy's articulate. This guy's talked about things before without a script in front of him. Why, out of all things, did this guy need a script? Listen, I can admit it. I, this is what I do. I, it, this is the we'll – call this West Conference to order. It, this is Tony Romo. Actually, Sonny Clark. Good day. Everybody, thanks for joining me here, uh, right here, uh, friends of the media, all those covering the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you for coming out here today. Um, I'm just here to make a statement here, and then I'm going to just get off. I'm not going to take a lot of your time here, but uh, evidently there's been some questions that need to be answered about who's going to be the quarterback of this football team. Um, and, and I'm here to clear the air. Now, guys, I'm doing this without this writing down. So Tony could have done this. Dak Prescott has led this football team to an 8-1 and one record. Should be 9-0. and oh. Thanks, Williams, for not getting out of bounds and giving Dan Bailey an opportunity to tie the game and take it into overtime. But take away from that, they're 8-1. and one. How do I go in after what has hit the football field? And it's never been even – I didn't even do this when I first came in. To, and haven't done it since. How can I come in here and say – I'm the guy. There is no question in my mind that Dak Prescott needs to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. As of obvious results out on the football field is shown at 8-1, and one, I need to take a step aside, and Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and probably should be for the foreseeable future. 
I'm not the starting. I am not the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It's Dak Prescott. I'm the backup. Now, I don't think there's any questions that need to be asked here. I think my statement right there pretty much tells you exactly what's going on, and obviously wish nothing but the best for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and hopefully getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. There's no need for questions. See, and I did that without a piece of paper. So I, I I have a problem with the prepared statements. Didn't need to be first of all, didn't need to be prepared. Now, Tony Romo's gonna get questions. Don't get me wrong, he's Tony Romo. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that although Tony Romo is Tony Romo, he can admit right now that somebody's doing a better job than him. Doesn't need that to be written down up on paper. I, I just, I've got a problem. And there's some other things, you know, is that Tony Romo era over. Uh, Garrett gets up online. He starts talking a little bit of what Tony Romo's role going forward is. He's a backup quarterback. So, it is what it is. So, that having been said, that's where I'm at right now. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this because that's still something to talk about here. Tony Romo, where does Tony Romo go? I know a team that I, if I was a fan of this certain team, I'd say we need Tony Romo. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Wait a second. What happened to my ads? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come back. Here we go. Right there. We'll be right back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66th. 
Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sunny sent you. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Want to go through a couple of things that I've received. I, you know, but, uh, folks, there's one thing that I get to say because, hey, it's my show. As soon as anybody else gets up and has the stones to get up on air, okay, as I do, week in, week out, and say what I say, okay, I back it up with my words, you can send me all the messages in the world calling me big mouth, I'm okay with that, I got a big mouth, I, I admit that, uh, a hot air blower, hey, yeah, I do that. I get all kinds of stuff, you know, just, and recently, too. I want to put it out there to you guys. Listen, as soon as you guys get up on the air, back up what you're saying. Do it on a regular basis, okay? I'm here week in, week out talking about this, and, and you can respond. You can, But that's all you do. Get up on this thing, and if you're so smart, let's do it. Get up there. Get up here and start talking on this show. There's a few people I respect in this game that I call sports radio. Okay? Not very many. One's John Cannon. Okay? And I know no one's ever heard of him unless you're from Phoenix. You have no clue who John Cannon is. And if you even live in Phoenix and you know who he is, that means you're around my age. Back in the day of John Cannon. Back in the day of Wild Bill, back in the day of guys that could get on this microphone and put their opinions out there for all to criticize, but yet don't want to back up the whole thing with, you know, with what they do. There are so many media markets out there that you can get out and do exactly what I'm doing, and you can back it up. We do a weekend, week out here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Call us what you will. 
But here's one thing that I will tell you is we stand by what we say. And I would say generally we're about 80% right on the things that we talk about. A, a case point here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you guys all a curveball. Those that know about this show for years know that, folks, I'll say it. And I'm proud to say it. I'm an indoor football expert. Not by little either, folks. I know the sport. I know the leagues. I know my opinion. And my opinion is about the same as it is in the NFL when it comes to the other ones. And yet I'm the only one up there that I'm going to back it up by getting up on the radio. And listen to years and years of people telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. But yet, especially when it comes to indoor football, and guess what? It comes to pass. It comes to fruition of things that I've made mention of. And then we get these big mouths, and we get up on Facebook, and we'll get in, we'll talk in the forum. You get some guy out there saying that Sonny Clark's just blowing blowing this hot air. Yeah, okay, folks, here's what I'm going to tell you. In the indoor football game, okay, and in these leagues that are out there, the NFL is gone, by the way. Um, They may come back. I'm not going to color them dead yet. They've came back from death before. So, they may have an opportunity to do so, but they're in a world of hurt. So much so that their best team, the Arizona Rattlers, goes to the Indoor Football League. Mainly because there was nobody out near them to play, and now they're in this league. I've been associated with the Allen Wranglers and the Texas Revolution. I'm not calling their games this year. They got a new person out doing it, and it wasn't because they replaced me. I replaced myself. I said, that's enough. I'm not going to do it anymore without, you know, without proper, without proper, you know, payment. I did it for five years without taking one penny. But I know a lot about this indoor game. I know a lot about it. And one thing that's for sure in these other leagues is when you got a team that's in Mexico, and as much as I don't want to say it for you indoor football fans that sometimes will listen to me, I'm going to tell you right now. There's some young men that are in these leagues that could not even get a passport. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it would be their, their past, meaning that their arrest record is not going to allow them to get a passport. And second of all, they're just too damn dumb to know how to do it. Yeah, I said Athletes are not known to be the smartest people in the world, and they don't have representatives in the indoor football league, okay? They don't have an agent out there saying this is what you got to do, when you do it, how you do it. No, they're on their own. So they got to depend on their own brain. Now, I'm not saying all of them are dumb. I don't want anybody to say, well, so you said all the players are dumb. No, 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 just a vast majority of it. I'm going to tell you at least 50% of those people probably wouldn't even know where to go to get a passport. Never mind, get one. When a league such as the ADL, the Arena Developmental League, decide to open up their league over in the northeast part of this country, realizing that it's not an NFL football team, you don't fly across the country, you bus, it's a bus league, just like minor leagues 
you know, football, baseball teams, a bus league. And you take a look at the budget and your budget is just ripped up because of travel. But, oh, yeah, this league is going to open up a team in, in Mexico. Double whammy, you know, you're coming from the northeast, for God's sake, and going to Mexico to play a three-hour game? Yeah, right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And, folks, I'm going to put it out there, and the gentlemen's within the the Facebook pages who just think I'm blowing hot air, just wait until the season starts, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, it may not be the team of Mexico that's the problem. It might be other teams going, we're not going to Mexico. First of all, we got to find enough people, 24 players that can go and be smart enough. You know, the season's coming. Here's the big one, okay? I, I know they can be expedited. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you, a normal passport's going to take you time to get. You better get on the ball for all the teams that are supposedly going to play. You better go out and get your passport so you can go to Mexico to go play in a minor league developmental league where the league sucks in the first place. It's not the Arena Football League. It's even lower than the IFL and the CIF. And the AIF, which was the American Indoor Football League, was a monstrosity, and you're just remnants of that league. You've got to be smarter than this. I'm telling you right now, the ABL's got to be smarter than this. And Mike Clark, I feel so sorry for them. He is the owner uh, or the general manager. I, I'm not even sure what his actual, but this is the guy that leads the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks. And he's probably sitting in his chair going, what the hell are we doing as a league? Oh, yeah, let's bring in Mexico. Please. You got what you got Mexico and one other team and supposedly three that are gonna try to make it into this league. In a league where you need at least three hundred thousand dollars and most of those teams in that league are gonna try to do it on two hundred, it's not going to work. And I'm not saying it's the the Mexico side. They may be great, there may be control everywhere. Wonderful. Other teams are going, we're not going up. Mexico? Let's look at our bankroll here. Wait, wait. Now, it's going to cost $5,000 to travel down to Mexico for 24 people. It's going to take us four freaking days to get there to go play a three-hour. You know what? This is going to be one that we'll forfeit. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I know about indoor football, and the fact they even mentioned Mexico is bad enough, and it's bad enough that they have supposedly another team, if you want to call them a real team. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is look at the professionalism of the, of the thing, and they're not, they're not professional enough to be real. I'm telling you right now, the ADL is just turning into another AIF and forfeited games, and you're making the indoor game look ridiculous, all just because you think you guys can make money just by, hey, we'll start a league. Mexico? I don't know. I, I, it, it is what it is. Oh, we, I, I should just do my own show on indoor football, but I'm not going to end up doing that. 
But I want to tell you, folks, the the I'm way off track. I don't even know where how I got on this thing. Oh, it, it, it's about people who want to jump down my throat, folks. I know what I'm talking about. And like I said, it may not be one week. It may be to be a month. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the things that I predict usually in this game, I know, and I'm usually right. Mexico. Your teams are up in New York and one's in Canada. And you have no funding. Please spare me the nonsense. Yeah, that that's the nonsense. And yes, I'm I'm so negative. I, I heard the, the the minor league football, you know, the industry and the, and and just the product itself. I, I'm just really offending them. What's well, screw you guys too? I, you know, I'll make it really simple. Don't go into an endeavor without at least three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars and an extra, uh, and an extra twenty. Uh, let's see here, and an extra sixty-six percent more than that. Another sixty-six thousand. Make it four hundred thousand. Don't even bother. Just stupidity. Anyway. Those that don't know what I'm talking about, I went on a tangent with for about maybe 12 or 13 people that listen to this show. And the one who's the big mouth who th- don't think what I know what I'm talking about, guess what? Ca- call me at the end of the season, and if all those games are played over in the ADL, I'll get up there, I'll sing your praises, I'll write a song about how great you are. <clears throat> anyway, but I, I take a lot of guff. And my NFL picks, hey, listen, this year, whoo, years before that, man, you, you, and I'm wrong on Dallas Cowboys, folks, and I know it. I, I'm mad enough to admit it. I said, he's going to lose the game. I'm just, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm just hating on Dallas Cowboys when I think they're going to lose. I, you know. Okay, all right. Hopefully that doesn't start automatically. <laughs> I get these messages on my computer. Security check. I don't know. Hopefully we won't go off air. But anyway, that having been said, you know, get up on and do a show. And I'll debate you. Call me. How about that? You got a lot of, you can jump on my Facebook, but how about debate me? Get up on the air, 347-215-7497. More obvious and more, go ahead, give me a call. And we could talk indoor football. I, I, listen, folks, there are not too many people in the radio biz, okay, that can talk indoor football. I can. I'll bring it to you. That having been said, we're here. It is uh, Thursday. It's November 17th. Beautiful day here in the D-A-L-L-A-S. By the way, I was listening because I got called into work yet again. I, taking it up right up to that number before they start screaming at me. I, listen, I was listening to the mouse ears. Okay, over there at the ESPN. And I, I can stomach Mike and Mike sometimes. I can stomach. The rest of the show's horrible. God, they're bad. They're bad. Even the locals. No, they're listenable. I can listen to them. Even the locals. 
But on the national level, as a guy who does the show, usually off the top of my head, I'll have a couple of things to talk about. I, I think I'm a little offended here today. And some people will say you, maybe you're envious, and there might be a little truth to the envious portion of it, but not the way that you might think. Okay, obviously we're not a nationwide show. Obviously we don't bring in the money that Mike and Mike does and, and all that. I get it. understand. But Mike Greenberg, <laughs> he don't even know how offensive that he sounds when he gets up there and starts talking that he got his package of research meaning that he had the interns go get the information he's looking for instead of him doing it himself finding it himself he has about four or five interns to go get the things that he needs in order to do the show okay we don't obviously do that here. Have an intern to go find us the research that we need. Hey, we do that ourselves when we do what we do. Mike Greenberg, yeah, you got your package. You got your package of research. Congratulations. Next time, impress me by getting off your own lazy ass and going to do it yourself. How about that? It's one of the things. Ay, ay, ay. If we had interns running around getting the information we wanted, you know, certain stats and blah, 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 you know, obviously we'd have a show that we could meet up to what ESPN does, but obviously we're here on Blog Talk Radio. We don't have the budget to get a research package done for us. Thank you. We do this off the top of our head. We do this with gut calls. And that's one of the things that people like about this show. And it's why people listen to Blog Talk Radio instead of being dug up by egghead facts that come off a piece of paper, instead of using your heart and using your brain and really, really looking at something. I, I do. I, he offended me today. It was, and yeah, a little bit of it is, is I, I would love to have a researcher for me, my show. I guess, yeah, instead of just using a topo, I can go on the Internet and take a look at where the standings are, you know, instead of everything handed to me on a piece of paper. Yeah, we'll sit at a table three hours before a show and go through what we're going to talk about three hours before the show and then do a three-hour show. Please spare me. It's really – I found it offensive. Because we'd all be probably right there. We'd have our own little area. I mean, if we had that whole backup that they did. So congratulations, Bart, uh, Mike Greenberg. Out, out of all of them, I, I think I like Mike Greenberg the best, actually, better than Golick. Although I think Go- – now, for me to say, I think Golick does a lot of this off the top of his head. So I actually, I, I actually like Mike Greenberg, how he presented – in a professional way, but Mike Golick, I like better because of what he says, and it's usually not scripted. At least I think it's not. 
That's why I, I do like it. So I got a little love-hate relationship going on with Mike and Mike in the morning over on ESPN. But, hey, Mike Greenberg, hey, did you get your research package yet, you nerd? Now, and this guy, th- listen, I, I'm not going to say Mike Greenberg is a dumb guy. I mean, he's written, written like three or four books, and my, even Mike Golick's written a book. I mean, I, 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 and he's smart. He's articulate, very smart. But, yeah, you, you got your research packet. Just go out and do it yourself. I'd respect that show a little bit more. And I, and I knew it was like that. It's just that I just got smacked in the face with it today. Oh, your research package. Maybe you said it before. This is the first time I heard it. So I'm bitch slapping you back. Do it without the research. Get up on the air. And and folks that want to bash me, get up on the air. Call me, 347-215-7497. Now, there is a game going on, but a little bit more about Dallas. What is Tony Romo's? Tony Romo's can be is going to end up being a great quarterback's coach. And that's what he should be doing right now is helping Dak Prescott. Because even though Tony Romo knows how to throw an interception better than most, he can try to prevent it from happening, and I think he could get that across. Dak Prescott, I don't think, needs to work very hard not to be Tony Romo. Because Tony Romo will make those, take those chances – especially if they're behind or they feel like they've got to do something in order to win a game. I respect that about Romo, actually. He'll, he, he, this guy's been taking criticism for the last six, seven years. But he'll take it. But he'll still go do exactly what he knows how to do. And you may not agree with it. You may not like the way that he does it. But I'm going to tell you right now, Tony Romo, Tony Romo's the goods. And Tony Romo's going to end up being an Arizona Cardinal if they're smart. The Arizona Cardinals have got to look at Carson Palmer and go, we got to do something quick. Just look at your record. Tells you that you've got to go do something quick if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Now, there are other teams out there. Denver should be in the play for a Tony Romo. Uh, I don't think Tony Romo would be a Jet. I just don't. I just don't think that fits a Tony Romo mold, although the Jets would kill for a guy like that. The Buffalo Bills in the same situation. The Miami Dolphins, another team. That one came to me because Ryan Tannehill, if you're a Ryan Tannehill fan, I'm going to offend you. That experiment is over. Ryan Tannehill's got a hot wife, and he's an average quarterback, making millions of dollars so he gets to keep the hot wife. So, those are some teams that I think could really use uh, Tony Roma. Now, this is granted, I don't have the research package to know where their salary caps are for the players and everything else. I'm just telling you what I think that things can be done. Teams, you know, I don't have that research package. You know, where, where's their salary cap and how much could they fit underneath the cabinet? How much is going to be ready? How I don't know all that, but I'll tell you what they need. Whether or not they'll get the job done, whether or not they'll trade a Tony Romo, especially at a time when they need Tony Romo to be Tony Romo on a good way. So it, it is what it is. So that having been said, let's do this. I'm going to go back. We're going to go into doing our uh, ads here. 
I'm going to take a quick break and we'll go into our second hour. We'll talk a little bit more about the NFL. There is an NFL game going on here tonight uh, over there on the um, over there on the NFL channel. I think it's going to be on the New Orleans Saints, four and five. They've lost one in a row. Carolina, same thing. Lost both last week. The Carolina Panthers are a pathetic three and six. So we'll take a look at that game when we come back here on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nichadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com.
Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. working man in sports radio as we are here uh, with uh, talking some sports as uh, Sonny had to work a little bit as he was called in. We would have done this earlier um, as uh, there is a game going on here in the NFL tonight. Uh, I think this one could be a good quality game, but at the same time, when I look at the two teams, I got to go, eh. And I don't know if anybody else like that. I mean, because the Panthers, looking where they are, folks, last week if they were going to do what they were going to do, okay, there's seven games left for them to try to end up 10-6. and six. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they have the capabilities of doing it, not because I'm trying to rip on them. It's just the way it is. And then the Saints, that you know, they're one game better. And they're all chasing Atlanta. Now, are the Atlanta Falcons going to fall and be the Atlanta Falcons that we could expect them to be sometimes like they have been in the past? Like being dropping the ball, all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. You can expect that. And, and it's not necessarily a shot more so than a simple fact. These are teams that are in a division that is really only being dominated by one team. Now, granted, they're not the only team in the NFL that is not playing well, and there's only one one team within that division that they're in that is good. There's plenty of examples of like that in the in the NFL. But at the beginning of the season, I don't think anybody looked at this and said, oh, yeah. People had the Panthers in the Super Bowl. People had them going out and doing it again, getting to the Super Bowl and maybe making a run, but that not happening. And it is really a simple thing when you think about it. Will they be able to handle that? going forward? Will they be able to to get in there and do what they have to do to win games and make a run for the playoffs? Because all you got to do is take a look at the standings, especially in the division from the games that we're talking about here over there in the NFC South. That's a god-awful and it's god-awful division as far as the standings. Let's take a look at that division as far as where it is. Because it's nothing to write home to mama about. NFC South, Atlanta Falcons six and four, two game lead over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are four and five. And they won last week, by the way. So they were at one point three and five. The Saints are four and five. They lost last week. Panthers 
are three and six. They lost last week. And even the Atlanta Falcons lost last week. So going into this week 10, as far as this, this is a big time division game because whoever wins here could theoretically only be a game and a half behind the Atlanta Falcons. That being the New Orleans Saints could be sitting right there trying to get in there and making a play for that division. Now, in this game, there's a lot of things. This is an interesting game when you look at the dynamics of what the game is. Okay, putting the two teams together. Right now, the Saints can ill afford to lose this game against Carolina, who could quite possibly be out of it, because I don't think anybody thinks that the Carolina Panthers right now are ready to win seven in a row in order to make it into the playoffs. I think I think reality has set down on the Carolina Panthers after their loss last week. So both of these teams obviously need to win. It's more important for the Saints to get the victory. And both of these teams played four days ago, okay? And late game blunders, I guess, is about the only thing you can say as far as those two teams were concerned over in Carolina. Now, Ron Rivera will say all the time, and he he, he says, the good thing is we're at home and it's a plus and we don't have to dwell on the loss for very long because we're playing four days later. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm a, a Ron I'm sure. Right. Right. Panthers 3-6, and six, they blew a 17-point lead and had two fourth-quarter turnovers that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to go and win that football game. 20-17. to 17. By the way, if you're the Panthers, you need to score more than 17 points to win. New Orleans Saints, they're 4-5. They're primed to knock off the Denver Broncos, but what happens instead? A go-ahead extra point kick that was blocked and returned for a two-point defensive conversion and resulted in them losing 25-23. to Ah, What was that number they lost by two? God almighty. That's going to be my, that's going to be my, my God almighty, really? So these two, man, they, they have got to figure out how they're going to start moving up the standings in order. I mean, but you're not going to move up the standings too far too quickly with end results like that in the fourth quarter. So right now. And and by the way, when you look at a Thursday night game, okay, you're looking at a game that is really, really, really a dumb game. Case, if the Saints come out on top of this one, that could be good for them, obviously, moving forward. And if the Atlanta Falcons are deemed to do what they normally do at the end of the season, which is take that downfall, that could be good for both of these teams in reality. And Drew Brees, you can say whatever you want, okay? Whether it's the Panthers having the Super Bowl hangover and they lost in the way they lost in what fashion uh, this season is no great big surprise maybe in his mind. But 
the Panthers are close and in danger of missing the playoffs altogether. So, Drew Brees, I think, is really, really foaming at the mouth to get to this game. And the reason why I think so is because, number one, he can put away a foe. Number two, just the idea of the fact that Panthers not even making to the playoffs is poetic justice, quite possibly in his mind. So right now, these teams, neither one of them can afford stupid mistakes in the end of a fourth quarter like both of them had this list past week. They just can't afford it. So, you know, you could talk about all the optimism in the world that will try to end up with one of these teams maybe winning the NFC South. But depending on where, like we said, again, Atlanta, where they are. But Cam Newton, and I, I love this kid, by the way. I think he got way, way too much guff about his reaction to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people now going, well, look what he did in the Super Bowl. Now look at them. Neither one had anything to do with the other part of it. But Cam, okay. The statement there's no need to panic is one of those great answers that you give to the media. But if you honestly believe that, I think you're going to have to figure it out that you you need to be in a panic. Because you're about ready to be the lacking stock of the, stock of the NFL, a Super Bowl team that could quite possibly won the Super Bowl. And you're going to be coming back here and not even make the playoffs. You, you could be left out of the league but Cam says there's no need to panic. Woo! I don't know. Now, forget, trying to forget about the way they lost those games last week. One of these teams have to win, believe it or not. But in this week, the year of ties, there's two of them. But here's the thing. The Saints are going to be throwing the football on this football team all day long. They're at home. And the Panthers are lifeless. And they proved that last week. Lifeless. So it's crucial for a team to get a quick turnaround this week. And it, by all means, it's got to be the Saints if anybody's really going to make a play at the Atlanta Falcons. The, the Panthers aren't good enough. They're just not good enough. Whatever they had in their Cheerios last year to make it to the Super Bowl to do what they'd done. Evidently, they ran out in short supply. And they don't have any more. So watch for that. This is such an interesting game that's happening here. So, Panthers, you know, I don't know. We, we can talk about you know, the wide receivers. And, and I'm talking about the Saints. And seeing what Drew Brees has done to this point, to this part of the season, and you go, this guy's having an MVP caliber season, but yet can someone please explain to me how the Saints are 4-5 and five on the season? And that's what he's thinking. I'm not saying that's what everybody's saying. I'm just saying that's probably what it is. So, Saints... Turnovers against Denver, Carolina, turnovers against Kansas City, both of them in the fourth quarter. Carolina dropped a 41-7 to 
the 38 decision last month against the Saints. So the Saints are looking for the sweep of this series this year. And they are home. And I don't and I don't trust what I've seen out on the football field for it to say, hey, yeah, Cam Newton's got this one in the bag. And there may only be one game separating them. Carolina Panthers have lost many games this season. They had no business losing. But yet, here they are. And talking about the games that they lost this season, okay, now, th- this goes, and this reminds me of the first years that they were just losing games right and left. But listen, let's go through the schedule of the teams that the Carolina Panthers lost to. Okay? They lost to Denver. That's not the worst loss in the world, although it's a replay of the Super Bowl last year. Then they get the win in San Francisco. Wonderful. Happy for you. They turn around against Minnesota, who has no Adrian Peterson, no Teddy Bridgewater, and they lose that game 22-10. to 10. Then Atlanta comes in, whips the hell out of them. The score sounds closer than what the game really was at 48-33. to 33. Atlanta beat them. And then Tampa Bay beat the Carolina Panthers by three. Then... New Orleans got a three-point victory back on October 16th before they went out on the bye. Came back to get a victory against the Arizona Cardinals, who are no good. Then lose, then barely beat the Rams, and then lose to Kansas City last week. They had an opportunity after losing to the Arizona, or beating the Arizona Cardinals, beating L.A., and quite possibly beating the Chiefs, and we could be maybe quite possibly talking about Cam Newton and the Panthers in a different light, but we're not. And it's because they put themselves in that position to where you're looking at it. Hey, the Panthers are scoring 24.6 points a game. They're getting into the end zone, but the only problem is the Saints, they're scoring 29 points a game. And not only that, if you look at it, the Panthers are 12th in passing yards, or total yards at 366. Looking on the other side, the first place team in total yards are the Saints at 427 yards a game. Folks, I'm telling you right now, that is huge. And the passing yards, they're first in the league as well at 322. And here's Cam Newton sitting at 15th with 252 yards a game. They're not rushing the football either. 113 yards a game, almost 114 yards a game. That's good for the 11th. But here's the thing. The Saints don't need to run the football because Drew Brees is doing what they do, although they're 16th in the league with 100 yards rushing. This game is going to be about whether or not that you can put it in the hands of your quarterback to get the victory. And right now, Drew Brees is the better quarterback. And that's the reason why I think they win this game here tonight. Now, I've been on except for week number two on the Thursday games. I've gotten every one but week number two. This has only been the game where you can say this one now is interesting. 
by the way, an interesting poll came out. Looking at the numbers where they're at, I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to talk about it. Actually, I'm not even going to tell you. There was a reason why the viewership was down. There is no question about it, and it is painfully bitch slapping the NFL across the face and 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 the fans and all the people trying to explain why viewership is down, and it's right in front of their face. So let's do that. Let's talk about why it was on the other side. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. 
Visit nestegadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show with me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on a impromptu day. You know, Sonny just wanted to talk some sports. Obviously, we have an NFL football game going on tonight. I don't know how interesting it will be for a lot of people. Because I don't eat, think any one of these teams are going to make the playoffs. I honestly don't. And I love me some Drew Brees. That guy is the constant professional out on the football field. There is no doubt in my mind. And that having been said, with the way that this game should have played out, for the schedule, at least the schedule people got this one right. Instead of the Chicago Bears twice on Monday Night Football and the nonsense that we've seen in these games, what the NFL hopefully has done, and I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. But hopefully the NFL realizes by week number 10, week number 11, we have to have quality games in prime time because of the time of the year. Now, that having been said, I promised you all, I'm going to tell you the reason why the viewership has been down, and I can't believe it is, but I think this is the actual reason why. We actually had some crazy people running for the presidency of this country. And now I mean crazy people. I'm talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about, you know, Hillary Clinton, although she's not necessarily, I guess, crazy, more so that she's crazy to think that she should have been to win when all of those skeletons in the closet came, you know, not when you open the door, came rolling out. So we had two people running for the presidency of this country and folks, it was, it it was, oh, how do you say it? Must see TV, as NBC says. I'm telling you, people jumped into this. People were watching what people were talking about on Fox, CS, uh, CNBC, um, all those Fox channels, all that, instead of watching the games. Which tells you where this country's mind was. This country's mind was, let's get a president. So, I, I, that, that has been, because they had a huge swing in viewership here last weekend. A big surprise. President, done. Now, let's get back to bad drinking Sunday, Sunday day watching NFL football and let's get back to it eating too much on Sunday having Marie calendar Popeyes on Sunday that's Sunny's and people watching the NFL again and, and it, it, this country was intrigued not so much so that they did not watch the games and not only that some of the games especially in the prime time They'd rather sit and watch Fox News. It was amazing. My, hey, listen, my brother and my dad 
big time. Hey, hey, listen, they got a 70 inch TV on purpose to watch sports. That's what it was for. And when sports were on, folks, they weren't watching it. They're watching NBC. They're watching this thing, watching and just keeping up with the score, especially with the bad matchups that they had. And maybe the NFL seen this. Maybe the NFL is so widely smart and that might be giving them too much credit, but maybe they knew it was. So why not throw those games in there? And maybe they're that smart. I don't know. You would think. Now, I just blasted these guys, okay, just last on Sunday. But maybe they were that smart to know, listen, we might not be able to beat this candidate running thing going on here. Might as well put crap games on and keep the good games on Sunday. And we won't lose out in the ratings in reality because we're going to lose anyway. We're concerned. People are concerned. Jeez, you been on Facebook lately? Those crazy people out there, they're writing up some kind of crazy crap. Yet, here we are again. One week after the president's elected, they, they're getting viewership right and left. Folks, people were interested. Folks, people were vested. People wanted to know and learn. Now, they didn't learn by doing it themselves. They let the TV do it for them. But, hey, they were grossly in the middle of this thing. And I think the NFL may have been – hey, the NFL is not stupid. Now, they make stupid mistakes, but they're not stupid. Maybe they knew this was coming. They get paid more money than I do, so I, you know, I got to give it out to them. But come week 10, first week after, we got a quality game on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights. All quality games. Instead of that nonsense that we put up with nine weeks. So 27 games in prime time that we put up with, and uh, there were jokes of, uh, jokes of games. Maybe they knew something that we didn't. They congr- I, I, th- I think the NFL needs to congratulate. And believe me, Sonny's the first to bash on the NFL. I think they got it right. And I don't know if that was of the commissioner, Roger Goodell, getting in there, being that smart, or if it was something else, somebody else, something tells me it might have been somebody else. But whatever they did, they did it right. And by God, the ones that they pissed off were some that were not interested or they knew who they were going to vote for, but people who were maybe knew who they were going to vote for, but maybe wanted to see something, maybe something to change their mind, maybe something to say Hillary, maybe something to say Trump. They needed to hear it, and I think a lot of people watched. Now we're back up on regular games in prime time. And this one here tonight is a good game. If you look at the focus of that game, although both of these teams suck right now, but no one thought that these teams would be this bad where they are. So you got to give the NFL some props on this one. And so I'm going to give them their props. Sunday night's game is great. Philadelphia's taking on Seattle. Um, uh, I mark that. Green Bay's taking on Washington. 
No one expected Green Bay Packers to be four and five, loser of three, and the Washington Redskins trying to make the playoffs over in the NFC East. No one expected it. Then what turns around on Monday Night Football to be a damn good game are the Houston Texans, who are 6-3, and three, winner of their last two, going up against the Oakland Raiders, who are a surprising team in the AFC West, and they've won three games in a row. You can't tell me that the NFL didn't know that. And seeing where the division would have been with Teddy Bridgewater, Adrian Peterson, what do they do next Thursday? They throw Minnesota and Detroit in that game, which could have been a big-time game, maybe thinking of who could end up second after you watch Green Bay on Sunday night football, either win or lose against the Washington Redskins. So next Sunday, and next, how about next Sunday night's game is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Monday night game, Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. Guys, those are those are quality games. I'm telling you right now, the NFL knew what was going to go on. They knew people were going to watch it, and the viewership was down. Why? Because they were bad games, number one. Number two, I think the NFL knew they were going to lose the viewership anyway, so they seceded a little bit. They had the game on anyway, but they weren't great games to where they could lose away from it. And, you know, they still made their money. Listen, the NFL is not stupid. They may have been wily like a fox. I'm telling you right now. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with it. So, uh, really interesting stuff there. Got to like what what they did to get up on top. Let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experience. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors.
Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. November 17th. Thanks for joining us here on an impromptu uh, show here. Lots of things talking about in the NFL, so let's talk about some of the news that is important in the NFL, because without question, uh, lots of news that we do need to talk about uh, as we go into our final here half hour here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Doing a couple hours here as we checked out. Uh, Is Romo done with the Dallas Cowboys? That's going to be the big question as far as where it's going to be. And, and here's what I'm going to say. And folks that know Sonny Clark, not a great big fan of Stephen A. Smith. Not by a uh, long shot. Not a fan. However, got it right. Tony Romo really did not need to give a press conference, but the Dallas Cowboys, the king of press conference, and let's talk to everybody, whether they be in the locker room after they lost the game and pissed off or 
you know, weekly, Jerry's got to get out. He's just got to talk. J- Jerry just got to talk twice a week during the NFL season. Instead of let Jason Garrett talk for him as the head coach of this football team daily. Why we need to hear from Jason Garrett daily, I don't know either. It's the Dallas Cowboys marketing structure. You can hear Dallas Cowboys talk all the time during the season, without question. And you wouldn't be long. Um, that having been said, Michael Irvin, he, he, the guy, I don't have any, I don't have any respect for Michael Irvin. Okay, I, out of all of them, yes, I'm a cowboy hater. I hate Michael Irvin. I don't like the guy. He's a punk. Always has, always will. Read the book. Boys will be boys. Read the book. Find out why he's a punk. And his attitude that his, you know, stuff don't stink doesn't help me either. He's got an ego that's way too dang big. Watch out for that. Also, for the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott this week going up against the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are allowing a league low. 73 or 71.3 yards a game. How will Ezekiel Elliott get around that? You get around that with an offensive line because the other teams are not opening up the holes. Sorry, that is going to be irrelevant in this game. I really believe that. However, I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to win that game until Sunday on that being said. You can hear that at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning where we take it up right to kickoff. Also, we're going to be on air on Thanksgiving in the morning. Yeah, baby, yeah. Some other news coming out in Cleveland. Like, it matters that our G3 is going to be back and been cleared for contact drills. Like, really, who cares? Can we talk? Please, please stop. Who cares? Listen, listen. There's just no help there. I want to see him win the game. I don't want to see a team go under – uh, defeated the whole season, but the Browns are that team. They're, it's going to happen. Now, Case Keenum is not happy with the decision to promote Goff for the Rams. Not happy, he says. Why should he be happy? I, I say this with all due respect. They've had the guy sitting out all year long. There are two games out of first place, actually one and a half because of the stupid tie. And the Rams right now are throwing in the towel on the season, and they still have a chance to win the division. Seattle's good. Are they that much better than them? You can't say they are. So Case Keenum, I'm right there with you, Case. The simple fact of the matter is, is that the Rams are giving up. And here, here's the here's the news. Okay, here we go. Case Keenum, he knows his stats are very unimpressive. Okay, the record is below 500. He also realizes, you know, how the Case Keenum's not stupid. He gets it. 
They got a number one quarterback in the draft overall choice. But how do you, and the Rams are making a mistake. I'm saying this because who knows? This Case Keenum is better than Goff right now, and they're still are primed to make the playoffs. They're a game and a half behind, for God's sake. What is what what has happened so much in practice that Jared Goff's going to be ready to play? And the that should have happened week number one if it was going to happen. This is a stupid move by the Rams. Very, very, I mean, I, and I, listen, I'm not a Case Keenum fan, okay? Case Keenum is not a good quarterback. He's better than Goff. Goff has not seen the NFL speed, and he's not ready for it, period. Not ready for it. Cardinals, uh, Teron Matthews, he's back at practice, questionable for the game. He's optimistic he wants to play against the Minnesota Vikings. The Bucks. Wide receiver apologized for not standing through the national anthem. Now, this is an interesting story. A big-time story that I think we're going to definitely talk about on Sunday. But Mike Evans says that he will not continue to protest for the election for Donald Trump as president after uh, declining to stand for the national anthem before the game's up to this point. He apologized Wednesday to the military and anyone that was truly affected by him not joining his teammates by standing on the sideline before the games against the Chicago Bears and the other teams before. Now, Evans, now, if you listen to the statement that was made, he stopped short of saying that he regretted not standing. But He still thinks Trump's election is not good for the country, but instead of protesting the way by not standing for the national anthem, he intends to try to impact the plight of minorities in other ways. Interesting. And I've talked to people that I know, and and my question would be, and and I get, here's what I'm going to say. Anybody who listens to this show knows that I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan. I commend him for trying to make a change. I commend him for, and granted, I've heard people rip people for saying they should protest in a different way. But here's the thing I just want you to kind of put this out there. And people who are part of military families will understand what I'm about ready to say. Have you ever done something, said something, did something, your actions offended someone, but you never intended to do that? But it's still an issue Guess what? That is what Colin Kaepernick did by not standing for the national anthem because of the fact he makes the money that he makes. Now, it's a slap in the face where these guys are making thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year, putting their life on the line week in, week out. It's not about the protest. Protest all you want, but don't protest against the guys, okay, that are telling you that you have that right to protest. It's slapping them in the face. Now, 
and and I'll give it out there. Jesse Ventura commends him for doing his protest the way that he's doing it. And I completely get it because Jesse Ventura was a Navy SEAL. This guy stands for what is exactly your rights. That was his right and the way he chose it. But it doesn't mean that he did not slap the military in the face by doing so. Now, Jesse Ventura might not have a problem with it, but I'm going to tell you, I know military people, and they are not happy with it. Because even though his quote-unquote never was his quote-unquote intentions on offending somebody, he did. And an apology and the, what they're doing, that is exactly what it is, not enough. So the simple fact that, that people don't understand that portion of it. Has someone done something to you, okay, that offended you and you didn't get over it? That's what people are feeling about this protest. And people are okay with the protest and why he's doing it, but don't slap the guys in the face that gave you the right to protest and slap them right in the face. And I'm sorry that Colin Kaepernick and other people don't get that part of it. You know what it's like? It's like saying, you know, I'll give you an example. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And, and by means, when I use this example, I do not mean this at all. But that's like saying to your father, tearing up a bedroom, tearing up something because you have a right to do it under your rights, but your dad provides the roof over your house. And you bitch slapping by tearing up your room or your home. Although your intentions may have not been to offend him, it sure in the hell did offend him, and he sure has a right to feel offended. And every military person has a right to feel that, that, that being offended because they're fighting for that. That's just like you're tearing up your dad's house. It's slapping him in the face. Never would have done that. Now, kids, you don't have that dirty one. So I'm talking about tearing up a room, ripping holes in the wall and all that. Stupid crap that kids do that disrespect their house, and in this case, it's disrespect the country. Now, if people who protest against this thing don't get that, I can't help you. I get why you're protesting, and I'm right there with you. Protest it all the way. Don't bitch slap the guys that gave you the right to do it. Now, did it create controversy? Absolutely. But I think it created controversy in the wrong way, and I still believe to this day that it was the wrong person. If you were going to do it the way that he was going to do it, it couldn't be Colin Kaepernick, that having been said. That whole situation, as far as where protests are going, you know, and, and even though the mic was hot when it was said by Jim Nance, He's absolutely right. You throw those cameras in their face, they're going to keep doing it. You get the cameras off of them, guess what? That protest goes away. And then let's hear them, you know, bitch and moan, oh, we didn't have cameras on so they couldn't see our protest. Well, you had 70,000 people in the stands. 
You don't need the national audience. And I think the NFL, I think CBS, I think NBC, I think all the, the stations, by creating the visuals of that protest could have been part of the problem. I'm all for it. Protest. And, and frankly, just you've got to do it in a different way in this instance. Now, you're saying, well, you know, they protest in different ways. They offend someone. You don't offend the guys who protect your house, your home, your country. I'm sorry. If you are so blind that you can't see that, I can't help you as a human being. And you may not even support the military as far as what they do because of the it's other people. It, but if you can't support the guys that do the dirty deeds of our country that you won't do yourself or someone else can't or won't, you, you just don't get it out of all the things that you can do. And there are many ways to protest. Many. You don't. What's the old saying? I hate to be vulgar, but we're not on national radio. Don't shit in your own house without a toilet. It, 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 it is what it is. You offended this country. And I'm sorry. You know, Colin Kaepernick offended this country by his actions. By the way he chose to do it. Now. Like I said, would it be somebody else being pissed off about it? Yes, but at least you didn't piss off what makes this um, this country great, which is our military that supports you to do that, and you slap them in the face. Thanks. They got a right to be pissed off, and the NFL players if they don't get it, and you call my show. I don't care. Call you. Call me show. Call my show. I'm married to a black lady, okay? You want to call me a racist all day, you can do so, but you'd be wrong. I, uh, that's just the way I feel. Go ahead and continue protesting. Once the cameras are off you, it's worthless then after that point, and then it's a done deal. And, and that's where it's going to. We're here at week 10. We're not hearing a lot of stories about it. Packers pick up Christian Michael, um, yeah, running back, uh, trying to get him up to speed, ready to go. He was released by the Seattle Seahawks. Vikings are making Forbath official signings. So that whole thing, the kicker, Forbath, is ready to go in replacement of Blair Walsh. And, boy, that love affair is gone. Missed some field goals for the Minnesota Vikings. Cost them football games. It's back in the Bill Parcells days. You do that kind of crap on Bill Parcells' team, you're not a kicker for him. Jared Goff, the starter for the Rams. Big mistake. I, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Unbelievable. By the way, have you seen uh, Tom Brady on that commercial where he mocks the uh, – the Flake Gate ad. I don't know if you saw it, but it's a must-see TV, baby. And just in classic, classic Tom Brady ads, he goes there and he mocks the Flake Gate in it. It is so great. Explain. 
<laughs> explaining it how it, it how assumptions turn into vacations. I love it. What a great line. Thank you, Tom. I love it. Tom Brady. Going back to the days, man. One of the best quarterbacks ever played this game. Best. And and you can say whatever you want. It just doesn't work. Now, I want to go back just as we got a couple minutes. Got seven minutes left to go to the show. I want to go back to the Dallas Cowboy game and the Steeler game last week. Dallas Cowboys got a great victory, by the way. Great victory. You gotta love that. But here's one thing. That game should have been lost. The Steelers, I think, have a decision to make at their head coaching position now. I talked about this at the beginning of the year and even last year. I think Mike Tomlin's attitude and how he's running that team is wearing very thin over there. And the way they lost that football game, especially defensively, when there's 47 seconds left and you let the Cowboys get into field goal range, never mind the fact that Ezekiel Elliott ran it up your gut. There's a lot of things going on over there. And also, they lose uh, they, they lose a big, big, big-time player out on the football field in Jason Hayward Bay. So Hayward, mark that's Jason Hayward Bay. I'm, I'm thinking of something completely left. Mark that. Hayward, he is an offensive lineman. Cam Hayward. And I'm going to tell you right now, the defensive end, he's the co-captain. He had nothing to do with the reason why they ended up losing that game, but he was hurt. A quote-unquote upper body injury suffered in Sunday's loss against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what does that upper body injury come to? I don't know. It says, my role will change as I cannot play, but it will not change the goals of this team has set out. Well, it, I'm going to tell you, after taking a loss like that, Pittsburgh Steelers and Steeler fans, you you got to worry about your football team. Let's get into the NFL. Let's go over the standings really quick uh, before we're out of here. AFC East, the New England Patriots, 7-2 and two on the season. Miami Dolphins are in second, 5-4. and four. Call them done. Buffalo, 4-5. and five. New York Jets, 3-7. and seven. One team making the playoffs. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens five and four, Pittsburgh four and five, Cincinnati three and five, and they need to fire Ray Lewis now. Can we finally get that done? I don't know. Cleveland Browns 0 and 10, a disgusting. I feel so sorry for Hugh Jackson, but he took the job. I think only one team is going to come out of that division as well. In the AFC South, I think only one team is going to come out of that division as well. Texans on top six and three right now. Tennessee right behind them at five and five. Now, Houston's won two in a row. The Tennessee Titans won last week. The Colts even won last week. They're four and five. And coming into November and December, guess what? The tides are turning now. Over in the AFC West, listen to this. There are three teams with seven victories on the season right now. Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, all seven game winners. The difference between the Broncos and the Chiefs and the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Raiders have only lost two. The Denver Broncos have played one more game than they have. 
They're seven and three. San Diego is six and four. It's respectful. And guess what? Don't count them out. I'm telling you folks, don't count out the the San Diego Chargers. They're getting better in the fourth quarter. Don't count them out. Now, they lost last week. They should have won. There's a lot of games that were left out on the football field. If they figure it out in the last portion of the season, they can make a run. Over in the NFC is the Dallas Cowboys. Eight and one, fantastic. But really chewing on their ass is the New York Giants at six and three. Even though they, they, they're an incredible eight in a row, guess what? The Giants have won four in a row. They're literally two games right behind you. And the Giants haven't been playing anywhere close to as good as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. And I'm telling you right now, the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to lose another game or two. The Redskins, 5-3, and three, they're right there. Philadelphia, all those teams, their Philadelphia Eagles are 5-4, and four, all within striking distance. The NFC North, the Detroit Lions lead this division. Folks, folks, folks. At 5-4, and four. Minnesota, 5-4. and four. Lions have a victory over them. Packers, four and five in third place. Chicago Bears, two and seven. NFC South, Atlanta Falcons, six and four. Tampa Bay, four and five, along with the Saints. And then the Carolina Panthers, verse three and six. The NFC West, back to being the NFC least. Seattle, six and two and one. Arizona Cardinals, four, four and one. Four and five are the Rams making a mistake, starting golf, and then one and one and eight, San Francisco 49ers. This week is going to be big time out on the football field because there are some big games happening because there's a lot of division games going on. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. One of the games that you're going to have to take a look at and decide whether, you know, the the games, they're big on Sunday with the Tennessee Titans taking on the Indianapolis. You're going to have to watch that game. That's going to be a big-time game. And the the Sunday night uh, Sunday afternoon game, Philadelphia and Seattle, and then Sunday night, Green Bay, Washington. Good game to watch. Houston and Oakland, another good game to watch. Not a lot in the slate from noon to 7. But I'm going to tell you, that's going to be some good stuff going on there. Good stuff. Love it. All right. So, folks, we did a couple hours here. I felt like doing the show. Um, so that's where we're at. So we're done. Hope everybody has a great Thursday. We will see you back here definitely on Sunday. But guess what? We'll probably be on air again tomorrow. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hope everybody has a great day. Take care. See you on the other side. Bye-bye.